There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Twits Odyssey, the latest episode. We're going through Roald Dahl's The Twits book uh, at a rate of knots. We've um, reached the point where I think we can agree it's the second act. We've had the preamble, which uh, sort of fills us in on the the relationship between Mr and Mrs Twit. Mutual destruction, I think, is the theme to their relationship. Not a lot of love there. It's toxic and dysfunctional, and they establish yep. that over the first sort of third of the book, don't they? Fucking, I think we're nearly halfway through. Actually. I say they, I mean Roald Dull, and Him. to a, some extent Quentin Blake. Yeah, who played a big part in this. Mm. Some of those, I was talking about some of the Jack and Nori episodes where Quentin Blake told a story while doing the drawings at the same time, and they're oh. on YouTube, some of them. Oh, really? Really good to watch. So, so you know, obviously we've established and, and gone quite deeply into um, why Roald Dahl was basically a cunt on these yeah. shows. But what about Quentin Blake? What do we know about his personality? Decent bloke. Don't know. Don't know where you would put him on the, um, on the ranking system. of people. Mm. Yeah, don't know where. <laughs> Probably in the middle. What's, what's the middle one again? Uh, the middle one is casual bloke casual bloke I think Quentin Blake's probably a casual bloke there was something on his website which I saw which I'm just going to find now which I thought was a bit of an indicator as to what kind of man he might be Um, obviously he's got his own website with loads of his work on Uh, there's a question and answer section but it basically says uh, read between the lines it kind of says do not try and get in touch with Quentin he is not interested (laughs) (laughs) unless unless you are no amount of money could possibly tempt Quentin to get involved with you. He is, is so rich. It's, yeah, it's the contact page, I think. Yeah, here it is. Um, many of the frequently asked questions are already on this website, uh, so please make sure you've read them before writing to us. So a bit of passive aggression oh, there already. fucking please hell. Please do like, not get in touch. That's the sort of thing you see on a notice at the local GP surgery. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like the GP secretary always has loads of laminated signs up, basically mm. telling you to fuck off, but in a different, a sort of slightly more polite way. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. It says, please also be aware, Quentin will not send out autographs or sign unsolicited items, books or artworks. If any such items are received, they will be returned unsigned or destroyed. 
No. Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quentin Blake. I think he might be a laddie. If you, I think you might be. If you were to send in your copy of the tweets that you've had since he was six, I'll fucking Quentin destroy it. For him, he will destroy it. Quentin Blake has an incinerator in the basement of his home, pictured here. It's which, called the Quentinerator. Quentinerator, and he, uh, he he likes nothing more than to relax by shoveling all of the keepsakes you have sent him into the incinerator and cackling as he watches them burn. And he will live stream this on his Facebook page if yeah. you want to watch along. Watch your books it's, burn and with them your most treasured just, childhood memories. Yeah, it says if any items are received, they'll be returned unsigned or destroyed. This is due to the unacceptable rise of the number of items placed for sale online instead of being used for their requested purpose. I will not stand for this profiteering on eBay. Um, what, um, it says there's, there's more, there's more. Mm. Quentin doesn't undertake private commissions brackets to draw a picture of your family for example oh <laughs> fuck him hell yeah he's a laddie isn't he fuck him hell unbelievable <laughs> uh, next one interviews are usually arranged by his publishers or agents for specific publicity purposes do not attempt to get in touch with Quentin for any interview unless, unless there's some money in it for him Unless he has tried to flog something, fuck off. And finally, Quentin already gives his support to a number of charities and regrettably cannot support any others. Fucking hell. It's just a fucking... That is the worst website I've ever heard of. Because it also reflects a man... Like, take, take another celebrity, right? Take, let's say, Paul McCartney. Does Paul McCartney have a website that says all of this shit? No, he doesn't. Paul McCartney doesn't have a website, paulmccartney.net, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul underscore mccartney.org.uk. It was the only one left when I went to buy my URL at GoDaddy. Oh, paulmccartney.com, all the good ones have gone. Yeah. I had to get paul underscore mccartney.org.uk and even that cost me, cost me a pretty penny, I can tell you. <laughs> Wasn't fab in the least. Right. Thumbs so, down. So, uh, but it's a good place for me to, uh, you know, I, I do a blog once in a while. Just, you know, sometimes I put recipes up there and stuff like that. Veggie ones, obviously. Yeah. But, um, like, so Paul McCartney, right? He doesn't feel the need to do that. It's like you're setting up a site just to be a cunt. Don't have a site. Because yeah. it, it sounds to me as if you you are basically, the site exists to say, leave me alone. Right, yeah. I don't need well, that's your fine, shit. Though. That's fine. Yeah, don't have the site. Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm just using him as an example of someone who is a. I mean, Quentin Blake. I get a strong impression from what you've just told me. Quentin Blake, in his mind, sees himself as on a par in terms of cultural significance to Paul McCartney. With the right? Yeah. It's like when my mate did the PR for Peter Sutcliffe, and it was all that. <laughs> where we meet him and we go. We've got to get ahead of these. Sto- you go. We've got to get. We've got to get ahead of these stories. And my mate would go. What, what do you mean? He goes. Well, they're writing these things about me in the papers. The, the trick is. The trick is with PR is to get ahead of them and shut the stories off before they even come through. It's what you know. It's it. He goes. You look at your Royals, your Beckhams, the big names like me. They, they've got PRs who are thinking one or two steps ahead, right? <laughs> and my mate's like, fucking <laughs> hell. He, he thinks he's a celebrity on, like, he thinks he's like the Beckhams. 
Well, that's Jesus. what I mean. I'm not comparing Quentin Blake to the Yorkshire Ripper, right? No, that's I'm, I want to say that now. I'm not doing that, no. but you do get a level of delusion when some people have a, a certain amount of success and public attention yeah. and they start yeah. to get carried away with it and then they start to resent it. But what I'm saying is there's plenty of people who probably get bothered a million times more than Quentin Blake who managed to uh, to negotiate and navigate their way through all of that without mm. being so actively hostile to their fans, right? The point is, don't have a website. You're not If you don't have a website... People can't send you all this shit anyway. You know what they can do? Yeah, they can send it to your fucking <clears throat> publisher, and that's what your publisher is there to do, is to field all this stuff. But what you've done is you've set up a site in which you have announced yourself to the world as a bit of a grumpy cunt. Yeah, but he's also got the websites there to sell stuff as well. He's got, like, prints and mugs and things like that. So, you know, you can't begrudge him that. But at the same time, I'll, I'll say this as well in Quentin Blake's defence. I've just looked on Wikipedia. He's 87. He's 87 years of age. He can't be fucked with any of this. Of course Fine. he can't. I'm not saying he should be. Listen, yeah, I'm but- not saying he should be honouring all of this shit. I'm just saying there's a question of tone, right? And you can hmm. just withdraw. Look at what Peter Purvis did. He withdrew from public life, he didn't he? from public life. Yeah, he did. It's very <clears> easy <throat> to just withdraw. You can still have a store that's selling stuff, but almost like via a third party. So there hmm. is no hint of, of an ability to contact Quentin directly. Yeah. Well, but who, who am I to listen? This is just my opinion. He is an old man. Fair enough. I don't know. Perhaps he's got a relative he's looking out from who's running this shit for him. All well, I'm saying is, if Quentin wants me to act as his uh, communications advisor, then I it would be an honour. It says also as well that he never married and he has no children, so maybe he's, he's doing the website himself. He might have a nephew he, who helps he him out took with it. A wife. He never took a wife. Quentin Blake never took a wife. Wow. <clears throat> so there you go. Um, but it also does say, it says, you can connect with Quentin's HQ, whatever that means, via Facebook. It says, mm. this is the best route if you have something you would like to share with Quentin or his fans. Please feel free to post your comments via Quentin's official Facebook page. And there's a link to it. And the, the underlying message there is, we do not give a fuck about the Facebook page. It cannot be monetized. We do not care. We are not moderating it. Um, just, just it fucking can be go there. They, they build up a big enough list. They can start selling ads via Facebook for, right. like, you know, I don't know, erectile dysfunction pills or something like that. <clears throat> Is that all we're going to do? Because we haven't got enough Facebook followers. Well, we don't really talk. We don't engage enough on it. In fact, I think that the, the unofficial I'm Filing Society fan page is bigger and certainly oh, God, yeah. more engaged more than our than yeah. our official one. Well, we just put links up when there's new episodes. Yeah, but we don't want to. We don't want to feed the Zuckerberg Engage. machine, do we? No, of course not. People have got Twitter to talk to us on, which of course is a lovely environment. <laughs> They've got the podcast. You can yeah. send us things in, and we'll reply to them. Got a website. Got good old fashioned email. Yeah. The thing people really want to do is subscribe to our fucking newsletter, the the Country Gazette. Get on mm. our website and sign up there. It's easy as piss. Yeah. We're not that far away from Quentin Blake, are we? Really? We're not doing any private commissions. We're not sending out autographs or signing unsolicited items. I not would. We've had any. I, I would do a private commission. What if someone what? goes a private uh, podcast? If a rich person rings up and says, "For my spouse's birthday, 
I want you and Andy to do a private podcast that is not yeah. for public consumption, but it's just for me and my spouse to listen yeah. to on her special day. We do in it. which you riff about us. Here is some information yeah. about us. Yeah, uh, it's like when we did those personalised abusive messages, and it's half an hour, and we're going to pay you. I don't know how much would you charge for that. Well, it's like the Sultan the Sultan of Brunei and the, that lot get like Madonna and Elton John to do their birthday parties. Exactly like that. Like so million. what I'm saying is, when is the Sultan of Brunei flying us out to his desert rig to do a private podcast? To do a private podcast in front of him and his mates in his personal <laughs> podcast studio. <laughs> we do it. Yeah, or some geezer, or some geezer like from like some oil rich Arab state. You must come. You, I, I send the plane. You come. You, you silly men. And you sit with us, and you talk your nonsense. You do your silly impressions. You do your George Lucas, your John Fanny Powder, Jeff Capes, your Jeff Capes, your fucking Roger Taylor from Queen. You do all that stupid nonsense just in front of me and my friends, and <laughs> I pay you well. But if you say anything bad, if you say anything about homosexuals or women having human rights, we cut off your fucking hands, <laughs> and you not get paid. I'd and then we right stole you to death in the square. <laughs> I'd be all right with those T's and C's. It would be high so, risk, but I think we've got the balls to pull it off for the right <laughs> price. Anyway. So, yeah, that's Quentin Blake. Um, yeah, he's got some nice stuff on his website. It's nice. He's, he's, been giving, he's been doing some free stuff for people. He's been doing a thing called Every Other Friday. And he, he's been doing a... Uh, a large number of drawings that he's just putting them on the website every other Friday for free. So you know, you're, 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 he just now, doesn't want to now, be now he's going up again in the car system. He's yeah. he's casual bloke, virgin on top dollar. You're giving me top all dollar. this. You're giving me all this mixed information. It's like you're doing an Alf Ramsey on my mind here. You give me a load of information, and then I'm like, oh, he's a cunt. And you'll go, oh, hang on a minute. No, he's not. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> what about this? I go, all right, yeah, you're right. He's a good bloke. And then you go, ah. Oh, but then it says here that he also likes to kill animals. And I, oh, yeah, he's a cad. Oh, that's a bit harsh, Sam. You know he's an old man and uh, he's done loads of charity he work. Got, he never took a wife. He's all he on his own. He's very lonely. <laughs> There's a fun and free section as well with lots of resources. An e-card, a screen wallpaper for your computer, phone or tablet. Pages you can cut, print out and draw and colour in. See, that's all nice, isn't it? He just doesn't want to be hassled. Listen, right... He never took a wife, and I'm not surprised, having illustrated the twits, that would have put him off fucking marriage. Trust me, there is no way I am getting fucking married. I know a thing or two about marriage, right? I'm the I'm the cunt who illustrated the twits. Have you ever read that? Put you off marriage for fucking life. I've had my nose pressed up to the window, and I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> yeah. It's not for me. No, thank you. The bachelor life for me. <laughs> Like Willy uh, fucking Wonka, drew him as well. He had the right idea. Just on his own in a big fucking chocolate factory with a bunch of dwarfs. Yeah, that'll suit, that'd suit me down to the ground. In, invite a bunch of kids in and get them killed one by one. That's, <laughs> the, no, that's the life No of me. fucking women twisting your melon. Asking you where you've been. King size bed, all to myself. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. It's the Willy Wonka life for me, you cunts. Shall we? Uh, <laughs> shall we uh, look at the twits? Yeah. <laughs> the book. It's 
kind of why we're here, isn't it? It's a good title of a chapter, this next one. It is. It's The House, The Tree and The Monkey Cage. And mm. it's, uh, if that's not going to get your juices flowing, I don't know what will. Uh, and it, it, I mean, he says, he begins this chapter by saying, that's enough of that. We can't go on forever watching these two disgusting people doing disgusting things to each other. We must get ahead with the story. Yeah, uh, that's him talking to himself there, isn't it? Yeah, I'll just write it down that I'll put it in the fucking book. Okay, come on, Rob, you've got to get page. on with it. The kids are fucking stupid, but they're not that stupid. They're going to notice <laughs> that all you're doing is writing a lot of stupid things down about people being cunts to each other. That's not a story. <laughs> it's like a sketch. This is the twits, this is the cuds. <laughs> you need to lighten it up a bit, fuck's sake. Introduce a monkey. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> a monkey in, <laughs> if in doubt. <laughs> And then we see a picture. It says, here's a picture of Mr. and Mrs. Twit's house and garden. Some house. It looks like a prison and not a window anywhere. Yeah, I mean, the house is, it's quite two stories high by the looks of it. Might even be a three-story townhouse. No, You can't tell. No windows. Is that a door at the front there? It is detached. So it's it's not bad. I mean, it would be a a great development opportunity, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like if Uh, you could buy it cheap and then build in some... Go grand designs with it, couldn't you? You could just raise the ground start again. Paint the walls white, lay in some mm. nice flooring, stick the windows in, bang, it's not going to cost much. Done. You could flip that house and probably make a fucking 100% profit. <laughs> yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jalapeño. But a house with no windows is strangely quite appealing I don't in a way I don't know why but mm. I'd have a load of electrical lights in there I mean natural lights overrated isn't it yeah it's not bad I think Craftwork Studio didn't have any windows it definitely mm. didn't have a letterbox I remember that Craftwork <laughs> Studio in I think it might have been Berlin or somewhere I'd Clean probably, Studio I'd probably chuck in like I've, I think I've talked before about this um, gay this famous gay techno club in Berlin that you can go no to, windows. and there's, I don't think there's any windows, in the, and it's like all dark and mysterious, and people are bumming in it, right? And, um, how many nightclubs do you know that's got windows, though? Do you look out the window while you're doing your disco dance? Oh, look, look at that. Oh, look at the moon. Full moon tonight. <laughs> Isn't it mysterious? <laughs> oh, there's a fight going outside. Yeah, so I might not put windows in and turn it into a sexy disco. I don't know. Anyway. I need to know more about Kraftwerk's um, recording studio. It was Dusseldorf. I'm sure there was some really weird thing about it. They didn't have a phone or a letterbox, something like that. They just got in there 
and made their music could not be contacted I like that um, right anyway yeah so also no windows um, what's that on the top of the roof is that um, spikes spikes bird prevention spikes yeah uh, yeah, he says, Mr. Twitter said when they were building it, who wants windows? Who wants every Tom, Dick and Harry peeping in to see what you're doing? <laughs> um, not that anybody would be passing by anyway, but uh, it didn't occur to him that windows were meant mainly for looking out of, not for looking into. But that's the kind of cunt that he is, isn't it? Mm. And what do you think of that ghastly garden? Mrs. Twit was the gardener. She was very good at growing thistles and stinging nettles. Uh, I also grow plenty of spiky thistles and plenty of stinging nettles, he used to say. They keep out nasty, nosy little children. He's done the word count there again. He's mentioned the thistles and nettles in two consecutive sentences. No need to, but, you know, fills a bit more space, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. And then there's he the approaches this tree. like, you know how one of the best things in Viz is that Tony Parsons spoof column they do called Tony Parsholes. Yeah. And yeah. It, and the joke that they've been running for years and years, but brilliantly they just won't quit with, is that every column <laughs> he writes is just basically a practice in trying to complete the word count as quickly and easily as possible. So yeah. he just repeats the same sentence again and again, and the last sentence is always, right, that's 1,000 words, PDF invoice attached. <laughs> Roald Dahl was, was the pioneer of that approach to writing. Yeah, see, see also David Peace. Who is oh, yeah. perhaps the modern dear Roald Dahl? <laughs> he walked down the hall, the hall in the club, the club that he loved, the Le- the club Leeds United, Leeds United, Leeds United, the door, the club, Leeds United. <laughs> um, and then there's the big dead tree. It says it never has any leaves on it because it's dead. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And then, not far from the tree, you can see the monkey cage. Now it gets fucking interesting. Why has he not mentioned the monkey cage before now? Mm. Fucking hell. There are four monkeys in it's it. It's just suddenly both... occurred to him, hasn't it? Yeah. This is getting what boring, this. This is getting uh, boring, this. I'm, bo- I'm boring myself. I'm going to I'm gonna chuck in that they've got a, a cage full of four monkeys and see where that <laughs> takes us. <laughs> and it says there, there are four monkeys in it. They belong to Mr. Twit. You will hear about them later. Yeah, so I'll mention them, them later. I haven't, I haven't thought what I've got to do with them, but I'll come up with something later on when I'm down the feathers. Uh, yeah, you know they'll, they'll be in later on. <laughs> Don't worry Keep about that. Keep fucking reading, dickheads. Right, end of chapter. Full stop. Don. Bang. Send that. Get that sent to the publishers so they know I'm keeping busy. <laughs> and then the ne- we move on to the next chapter because it moves so quickly. The next chapter's called Hug Tight Sticky Glue. Uh, and once a week on Wednesdays, the Twits had bird pie for supper. Mr. Twit caught the birds and Mrs. Twit cooked them. Mr. Twit was good at catching birds. On the day before bird pie day, he would put the ladder up against the big dead tree and climb into the branches with a bucket of glue and a paintbrush. The glue was called Hug Tight and it was stickier than any other glue in the world. He would paint it along the top of the branches and then go away. There we are, trap laid. Um, they're going to have bird pie and it's pretty horrible this isn't it he's, he's, he's going to glue some birds to his tree he's going to kill them he's going to eat them mm. why did we read this as children why did we read this to our own children this is, this is horrible you know what someone tweeted us you know recently we've been talking quite a lot about Autolans the songbird mm. that that um, people eat whole 
rich people, yeah. right? Well, you know, like it was made illegal to catch autolans. So mm. if you eat an autoland, not only are you a cruel, psychopathic cunt and mm-hmm. a pretentious wally, you are also a criminal. You are breaking wow. the law. Yeah. Um, so some we've been talking about that a lot, and someone um, sent us a, a news story on Twitter about how French bird capturers are literally mm. using the Mr. Twit technique. This is a recent news story, and you can Google it. They're painting glue onto tree branches so they can catch autolans. Fucking hell. The world That's is a, horrible. The world can be a really horrible place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is not just the mad conjurings of Roald Dahl's perverse imagination. This mm. is a reality, people. Well, it might have been originally, but now... He's planted yeah, the seed, hasn't he? This is Dahl's fucking legacy, isn't it? He invented gaslighting and yeah. fucking bird gluing. <laughs> all so, in one book. All in one book. Um... Uh, it says, as the sun went down, birds would fly in from all around to roost for the night in the big dead tree. This is horrible. I, I almost can't read this. Really? They, they didn't know that the branches were all smeared with horrible hug tight. The moment they landed on a branch, their feet stuck, and that was that. It says, the next morning, which was bird pie day, Mr. Twit would climb up the ladder again and grab all the wretched birds that were stuck to the tree. It didn't matter what kind they were. Song thrushes, blackbirds, sparrows, crows, little Jenny Wrens. Little Jenny Wrens. Little Jenny Wrens. Little fucking Jenny Wrens. Lovely bird. I'm going to Google that. I'm assuming Robins. Robins, for fuck's sake. Anything, it says. They all went into the pot for Wednesday's bird pie supper. Oh, I'm Doesn't looking mention. at a picture of a little Jenny Wren here. Yeah. And they are absolutely as beautiful as the name suggests. How anyone could glue that to a tree and let it die and then cook it in a pie is beyond me. Wren. I'm Googling it as well. Have a little look. I mean, I wouldn't put it on oh, a level. Oh, God. Oh, I no. wouldn't put it on a level with the, the robin redbreast, which is, of course, the best of all the birds. It is. The robin's on the list there after the little Jenny Wren. Oh, yeah. He He's kills the them as well. as well. He's got no limits. Mind you, we got another email about in now what country is it where they've been eating uh, crows? Was Almost it Hungary? As, now I know in Hungary they well they eat crows and they do all sorts with crows there. Um, crow eaters. It's an email from Max Schilling that we got. Uh, it's in right. Lithuania, right? All right. Um, they they. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a problem with it. Some what? crow meat lovers recently helped to produce a new light beer called Young Raven to wash down the foul food with. They've even got a beer that you're that is designed to drink with crow meat. That's what's going on in Lithuania, is, mate. Is, is crow meat particularly unpalatable? Then is it? Is that the idea? Well, it says um, a squaw. I'll read you. So it says a squawking, garbage-loving nuisance in most countries. The wild crow is under attack in Lithuania. Not for its reputation, but for its tender meat. A revival of Mm. sorts is enveloping part of the Baltic state at 3.5 million. A dietary demand that more Lithuanians eat crow. crow. It may sound like an oddity to many, says Andreas Gudzinkas, 44-year-old Lithuanian lawyer. I'm a lawyer, a crow lawyer. (laughs) I'm a lawyer, therefore this this can be justified because I'm a professional man. A man of means. I choose to eat crow. Back to Crow movement, apparently, right? He's a lawyer leading the back to Crow movement. 
He said, but believe me, those birds are really tasty. He's actually starting a movement to encourage more Lithuanians to eat crow meat. There's too many fucking movements these days. Yeah. Everyone's got a fucking movement, haven't they? I wouldn't eat... I mean, I'm vegetarian. I wouldn't eat any animal. But even when I ate meat, I wouldn't eat crow because they are dirty, horrible birds. And that brings you back to the idea that, weirdly, you the, the perverse thing is you only want to eat animals that you actually mm. quite like in real life. It's fucking weird, because that, isn't it? Some, some of their soul will be infused into you when you eat them. Which because is why someone, I like to you eat said little lambs... Eat a rat, right? Ducks, yeah. You'd go, oh, I couldn't eat a rat. Why not? Well, they're disgusting animals. I hate them. And you think, well, that's mm. weird. So because they're disgusting, you hate them. You won't kill them and eat them. But a baby lamb or a yeah. little bunny, which are mm. the most beautiful things you could ever set eyes on, you're happy lovely, to slaughter them and duck. stuff your face in it, covered in gravy. Yeah, right. It makes makes them. Why do we only want to eat the nice animals? The pigs. The pigs. pigs are nice. I know. Cows yeah. are nice. Look at cows with yeah. their lovely, big, sexy eyes. Why do we not eat horses? Cows have, cows have got big eyes that um, are always really reminiscent of um, uh, Susanna Hoff from the Bangles. Yeah, sexy eyes. You look at a cow. Bed you, eyes. You, you look at a cow and suddenly, like in a cartoon where, like, you know... Tom looks at Jerry and Jerry starts turning into like a, a big roasted ham or whatever, right? Yeah. I look at a cow and slowly yeah. it's it's holding a guitar and singing yeah. Manic Monday or walk Fuck like an know, Egyptian. In a, in a little dress. Yeah. <laughs> well, walk like Egyptian, of course, where she only sings one of the verses because they get a verse each on that, don't they? The bangles. Yeah. Which is a bit of a waste, but hers comes last. I think so. It's worth waiting for. <laughs> that's how they that they that's no coincidence. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, they're gonna have a first, are they? Because you just switch off. After Leave that. it till last. That way, people yeah. watch all the way through on MTV, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> She's just released a single, a duet with Travis. Do you remember Travis? Fucking hell, Travis were massive, weren't they? For yeah. like about and- two years. In the noughties, yeah, or the late nineties. I I was never a fan. I find them a miserable band. There was one or two songs that were all right, but that was about it. I think, but yeah, nice fellas, I'm sure, but weren't to my taste. But that's interesting that Hoffs has got involved with them now. I mean, I've left a lot of comments on Susanna Hoff's Instagram page that would suggest yeah. that I'd like to collaborate with her, but as as yet, right. she hasn't sort of reciprocated. Has she, not, has she even liked one touch. of your comments? No, 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 nothing. Bit bit rude, isn't it? Well, I mean, I would. Devout fan. I think it's rude. Yeah. Why is she she um she's acting a bit Quentin Blake if it's you a ask bit Quentin me. Blake, yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, she's probably got someone who uh, who does all that for her. But unlike Quentin Blake, she has taken a husband and they've been married for many, many years. Who's the cunt? He's a singer, I think. Um I've forgotten his name. Well, Prince was all over trying to get together with her, but I don't think he ever pulled I'm it just- off. <laughs> I've just put Susanna into the Google search bar and it's just come up with Susanna Reid and Susanna Hoff. This thing, this thing oh, knows my... Yeah, it, my, it, uh, yeah the Dawson algorithm. Yeah. Susanna Hoffs. Do you know how old Susanna Hoffs is, Sam? Okay, I'll guess this. I'm going to say she is 60. 61. S- still 61. gorgeous, though. Still incredibly gorgeous. Married to Jay Roach, 
who is his film director. He directed the Austin Powers films, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, Dinner for Schmucks, and some other stuff. Good lad. I rewatched The Spy Who Shagged Me um, last week, and it it was fucking hilarious. I've never watched the Austin Powers films. Oh, mate. It's another one of them I've never watched. They're fucking funny. Are they? Are they, though? They are. I mean, you all have not watched them because you'll think like, oh, everyone was dressing up as Austin Powers and going, yeah, yeah, baby. And that was correctly really annoying. Like, if, right. you, if you had to go somewhere, someone's in fancy dresses, fucking Austin Powers doing, yeah, baby. It was really yeah. irritating. But the actual films themselves, if you get past all of the shit, that it's the sort of film that cunts like, and therefore you mm. think it can't be good, but it actually is good. Okay. I'll try and watch it sometime. I never watched... Well, no, I think it's because I didn't like Wayne's World. But oh, Wayne's World got on my tits for simil- similar reasons. Yeah, everyone. it's another film where everyone was going around saying the catchphrases, yeah. so it just pisses you off, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably why. So there we are. Um, we're at the end of this episode, really. We've got Bird Pie Wednesday coming up. And we'll uh, we'll look at that next time. We've covered a uh, little bit of the book. We've got through about five No, pages. the next chapter's called Four Sticky Little Boys. <clears throat> Yeah, but they're going to have Bird Pie Wednesday, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of the pie that old Quentin Blake has done with all the little bird feet sticking out the top. We've yeah. been doing so much talk recently of eating little birds. It's really like, I'm, I feel like the cosmos is getting itself involved in our podcast again. Probably, yeah. Do you think we'll end up doing something that we regret because we've been guided by the cosmos? No, I think the opposite. I think that we should be forming some sort of bird protection campaign. Right. Using the power we have via this podcast. In fact, I was going to do some T-shirts that says Autoland Protection Society and a little silhouette of an Autoland bird on. So that could be a start. And then who knows what happens next. Maybe we march on Parliament. It started as a football podcast. If it ends as a bird protection podcast, then I wouldn't be too upset about that. I would be fucking proud. Yeah. We've done some good. We've done I can some tell good. you this now. Devoting your life and energy to the protection of birds is a much better way to spend it than just going on about fucking football, isn't it? Definitely. There you yeah, go. We found our place in society. Mm. All right, that's it from this one. We'll be back with more bird protection next week here on the Twitter Odyssey. Until then, uh, keep twitching, yeah. dickheads. <laughs> Fuck off. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 